You are listening to episode number 351 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Vegas.com. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360Vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a -a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? Want to gamble? They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. At Paul H. 1987H wanted to ask us, would you rather visit Vegas 60 years in the past or see what it will become 60 years in the future? This was funny because he thought he had our our answers uh, predicted. I didn't. Right. I didn't answer. I intentionally saved it for the show. Well, yeah, I don't think we did, but I, I think he, uh, yeah, he he thinks he knows how we're going to answer this. So, <laughs> well, go ahead, Karen. What's your answer? Um, I actually would rather go see it in the past, and I think that that may be the one that's going to throw him off. But I think the reason is that there's there's an elegance to Vegas sixty years ago that I would really like to see. Now, granted, I don't want to live in the time of 60 years ago because that would drive me crazy to have right. to fit into those gender roles. But um, I just think that, you know, people dressed to the nines to be in a casino, the the shows and the theatrics and just the way that it was, I think, would be fascinating to see. I mean, I probably am not going to be alive 60 years from now to see what Vegas is going to be, but I'll get to watch that evolution at least for a while. But no, I'd rather I'd rather go in the past because the past is something that you can't you hear about, but to actually see it, I think would be very, very different. What about you, Tony? I agree with Karen's uh, answer. I mean, I'm, I'm in lockstep with her. Uh, I'm coming at it from a little bit different standpoint, which is my twist on the answer is going to be, is it as great as history will, you know, in our mind's eye, we visualize things to be mm-hmm. better than it is currently. Right. So, you know, am I... You know, do I miss the fact that they used to comp your rooms and show tickets and, and meals and stuff like that? I do. But if I'm and I'm, I'm using this because of you guys specifically, if you're comping me uh, a four queens room <laughs> and you're comping me, you know, uh, food that is the equivalent of, you know, stuff that I refuse, absolutely refuse to eat off from the uh, flamingo buffet present day. Uh, <laughs> You know, then maybe, you know, maybe it's not as great as we thought it might have been. But, you know, so I I guess there's a part of me that wants to see what was it like then? 
you know, we kind of emulate it and say that this is uh, glorify it maybe is a better word to use in 2020 saying, gosh, if or 2021 now, uh, if only we could have been there during its heyday during the 50s and 60s. Now, the one thing I will say, I would love to have been out there to be able to see the Rat Pack perform. Yeah. Um, but there's a part of me that always wonders in 60 years from now, who's going to say, damn, if only I was around back then to have seen Celine or Elton John or Brittany, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll be interested to see if, if again, that just gets played up in the, in the mind's eye of, of, of those looking back on history. Interesting. Yeah. I would say 99% of the time, I'm always the guy that picks the future, but for that reason, and because it's this city, I, I would also pick the past. I, I would want to, I, I would be able to appreciate it much more than I'd be able to appreciate how awesome the future is. I feel like like it'll it'll have passed me by. <laughs> well, and you're, I mean, you've got such a love of Vegas history anyway that I would have been shocked if you would have said the future because there's so much that you've studied up and read about and written about that I can't imagine you not taking that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So that was Great a good Paul. one. Great question, Paul. That was, that was a good, that was a very good question. <laughs> very good question. And I just want to throw out here. I am loving it to like last night and today because E is running the uh, Las Vegas <laughs> marathon. Like, really? After just watching it on DVD over the last but they four s- weeks. No, but they started back in, in season one, which is the one where they were actually trying. So, I mean, that's that's fun to see. Oh, see, they put effort into these shows before it went off the rails. So, yeah, nice. they just started on season two this afternoon. So nice. it's been fun to just sort of have that on in the background or puddling around doing stuff. Sure. Well, we've got a lot to talk about here. Uh, so let's start the show. He's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. 2015 was the first time Las Vegas exceeded 40 million visitors in one year. 2020, while the results aren't in, uh, was projected and will fall very far short of the expected 50 million for the first time. Yeah, we're not going to hit that yet. No. It's going to take a couple of years, I bet. Yeah. It will, unfortunately. I mean, Vegas will bounce back eventually, but how long is going to be the question? Next up, the Twip Pick of the Week. Memories of a time long gone. Shared by at Trucker Doug Y-E-G, the Boardwalk Casino has a special place in my heart. It was the first place I got to see a lounge act for free. And more than that, it was the first place that I got to experience the low rolling options on the Strip, a welcome experience for newbies to Vegas. The Boardwalk was imploded to make way for City Center, and some may debate whether that was an improvement, but what can't be contended is the progress that Vegas refuses to be stopped. That was so long before, let me rephrase, the boardwalk was gone so long before I even got out there. I can only, you know, look at the pictures. Do we know offhand, did the boardwalk ever show up in Vegas vacation? Was that one of the places he went to? Do we know? No, uh -uh. No, we don't know or no, it wasn't. No, it was not. (laughs) Sorry. Hey, you know what? Objection, compound question. (laughs) (laughs) And we know Mark doesn't do good with compound questions. (laughs) He needs to have a Uh, yes or no answer only. (laughs) You know, I'll tell you something. My wife and I will get into just the most awesome, ferocious arguments over when we're driving. In particular, I'm driving. She's the navigator. And I beg her to use the word correct, not the word right, 
to tell me that the direction I'm about to turn is the way I'm supposed to turn. <laughs> am I supposed to turn left here, right? So I'm supposed to turn right here? Or, am I, <laughs> or, or is that correct? <laughs> I can see why that would be confusing. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, back, back to this twit pic. It's a super cool picture. I, I Again, I wonder what it would have been like to walk around there. Is it, you know, uh, depending on if they put any money into it, if it were still around, uh, would it would have gotten the, the TLC. Oh, you know, no, definitely no, not. It wouldn't have. No. Oh, okay. it okay. That's part of its charm. It didn't have the TLC when it was there. It um, <laughs> it was probably more like a Fremont Street-type casino than yeah. a Strip-type casino. Agreed. Which All is right. part of the reason why it's no longer there. Yeah. yeah. But... Um, yeah, we did. We did go see our first free. We saw Purple Rain there. We did, and they were really good. Yeah. Uh, so I, I wasn't expecting to sit down and enjoy it, but Mark's like, "Come on, let's go do this." I'm like, "All right, whatever." They actually, and they played for a long time. Yeah. So, I mean, it was. I don't remember gambling there. I'm sure we did because they had cheap limits. Yeah, we had the place we could actually afford to play. Right. Exactly. Well, look, as always, we will link to the photo on our blog. We'll feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let's get into the news. So this is news to me, but I'm very excited for us to talk about it. There's a possibility of a jackpot threshold increase. Congress is expected to act soon on a proposal to increase the win threshold requiring gamblers to report winnings of $1,200 or more to the IRS. The limit was originally set in 1977 when the average home made about $13,500 a year. Today, that number is $68,703 a year. I don't, I don't know. If <laughs> to be exact. To know all that. Somewhere around there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the suggested new limit is $5,000, which is basically 1200 adjusted for inflation. Which makes sense. Gaming industry experts are optimistic that the change will be approved. So, yeah, this would this would prevent all of those, you know, hand pays, like you, you win a jackpot or we something. You still get hand pays. You just well, don't no, have... but it, not as frequently. Right. You know, you well, win. you don't have to fill out the paperwork. Because the, the hand pay is set five. at the right. machine. The jackpot is that that's set at the federal level. Okay. I think we're saying the same thing. I think so, too. I think so, too. I think that um, what's going to be nice is, and, and this is actually something that, that our buddy Ted Newkirk from uh, Access Vegas has said for the longest time. He said, I don't understand why people, he said, I get I, I get the, the bankroll concern, he said, but he said, in my opinion, there's literally no value to playing at the 50 cent level for video poker. Because if you hit if you hit a, a $2,000 Royal for or sorry, if you hit a Royal for $2,000 at the 50 cent level, you're going to pay roughly 40% of that to the, to the federal government, which means after you reduce it down by about $800, you're right there at the $1,200, which you would have, that's only $200 more than you would have won if you would have just played at the quarter level huh. and you have no taxable implication for it. Wow. He said, so my philosophy is, and, I, and I'm paraphrasing Ted here, but, you know, essentially his philosophy was if you can swing going up to the dollar level and potentially getting a $4,000 uh, royal, then you're really going to see a substantive, you know, take home, put in your pocket amount that you're going to win even after taxes 
Otherwise, you might as well just stick to the 25 cent uh, video poker until they increase that threshold to what it's going to take to have to pay taxes. Now, what would be super cool about this possibility is if it goes up to five thousand dollars, not only are we video pokers uh, players leapfrogging over the 50 cent two thousand dollar threshold, we're even skipping over the four thousand dollar. One dollar video pay royal uh, uh, threshold. So you would truly be able to put all four grand right into your pocket. That's that's just super cool. So I I, listen, (laughs) who knows what 2021 is going to look like, not only around the country, (laughs) but specifically in Washington, D.C. So I will only get excited about this when it actually, you know, uh, uh, happens. (laughs) But that would be that would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) Something else that would be absolutely fantastic, especially for fanboys like me of Caesars, is something called the Caesars Loop. An application was submitted this week to Clark County officials that would create an underground transportation system along the strip that stops exclusively at Caesars Entertainment properties. The two-mile loop, dubbed the Caesars Loop, would connect the convention center to eight stations, including stops at Flamingo, Paris, the High Roller, Planet Hollywood, and Bally's. I always thought it was weird that why why would you have but a station not, at Bally's and Paris, but not at Caesars? Right. Well, I, I I guess not. At least didn't say. I'm sure that I'm sure it is. I'm sure they just. I'm I'm sure there was some wording that I changed okay. that made it sound less. This is <laughs> this is in addition to the plans to expand to Fremont Street, Allegiant Stadium, McCarran Airport, and other strip resorts. If fully expanded, it will take seven minutes to get from McCarran to Fremont Street. So, so this isn't Elon Musk's boring yeah, it project. Is. Yeah. Oh, so why are they calling it the Caesars Loop? Because Caesars has is already lined up to go. Hey, we want you to do multiple stations, but but just us and ignore MGM property. Well, they're the only one. They haven't they haven't done it yet. It's just, it's it's a catchy little word that'll work for you know a couple months. Okay. The Caesars look. Boy, you're just coming down on this. No, I, uh, well, the, <laughs> no, I, one. I, go ahead, Tony. In fairness, Karen, I thought I thought this was its own different underground thing as well. That it was. <clears throat> that was only going to be it, which is why I thought, well, that's weird that Caesars would be cool with taking people. I mean, I get to a lesser extent Allegiant Stadium. If you're staying at the casinos and you were going to see a game, I, I, I could understand that. I certainly get the McCarran Airport. I thought, but they're also going to take people to Fremont Street. That's that's intriguing. That's an interesting. Well, and that one. So, yeah. See, I think yeah, I just forgot to clarify that this was Elon Musk's project because I, I didn't bring up Fremont Street because Fremont Street's already underway. They've already they've already approved that for down by Circa. So and I guess it's just the exclusivity with Caesar's properties that kind of threw me off too. I know they want to do everybody. I just think Caesar's is the first one because so when so is, Ar- is the first is already that- asked for it. Resorts World right. already asked for it, and Circa's already asked. They're going to get it. theirs first, and now Caesar's is asking for it. Okay, so it's not an exclusive loop for Caesar's property. It's hey, Caesar's has now jumped on board with wanting to right. be included in this. Yes. Okay. So it, it was your wording. I'm making this sound like it was exclusively Caesars that threw us both off. Congratulations, Mark. Thank you. Fair, fair oh, enough, geez. Karen. All right. You know what else, though? <laughs> there are more strip shows coming online. Despite the news of reduced hours and outright closures of properties, there are still some shows that are surviving on the strip and even some new ones opening. Mosaic Theater next to the Showcase Mall behind the Walgreens 
has max audiences of 50 people spaced out and feature such productions as Aussie Heat, Elton John, Billy Joel Tribute, and the new show Queens of Rock, which is Kings of Rock, but then girls, just in case that was clear. Uh, performances for these shows uh, are on Thursdays through si- through Saturdays. I, I don't know why I was trying to change that. <laughs> I think there'll be some people that'll be a little disappointed on the headline versus the story detail because it was like, ooh, strip shows are coming back. And then, you know, shows on the strip are coming back. Yeah. Not strip <laughs> right. shows. It's called wordplay. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's, it's how we hook them, Karen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or piss them off and they stop listening. I know, right, exactly. <laughs> We're nothing but clickbait anymore. Headlines <laughs> 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 are just all oh, existing. Listen, anything is, anything is better than, or something is better than nothing in my opinion. And quite frankly, I'm going to look at this as a glass half full. If, if other places start to see that Aussie Heat and this um, Elton John, Billy Joel tribute shows are doing well, um, you know, maybe they'll try to figure out a way to, to copy what these other folks are doing to try to get some of these shows uh, back online. Quite honestly, I mean, except for maybe its location, I would be, and depending on what the price tag of it is an Elton John Billy Joel tribute show I bet you would be a really great show I think that's yeah. actually the the real headline here is that there is a Elton John Billy Joel tribute yeah. act yeah. out there that I'd Absolutely. be interested to go see yeah yeah for sure I can only hope I mean I have lots of hopes but in particular one of the hopes is that uh, both Elton John and Billy Joel you know, have no COVID uh, problems at all. And, you know, it, while, while it's still going around and then once it's gone, I really hope those two gentlemen will go back to doing a, a, uh, a traveling concert like they did. I don't know, probably 10, 15 years ago. Right. I don't know what I was thinking to not have gone out of my way to go <laughs> see one of their shows. Yeah. I can't imagine what that would be like to see Billy J- uh, Joel and Elton John uh, in person. We've made That's- that mistake before too with uh, Paul McCartney when yeah. we missed him coming through. And he's he's one of those that are like, if he comes through again, we have to go see him because as it is now, we already resent that we might have missed it. Yeah. You know, so sure. it's like, I don't want to miss that again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Quite frankly, there is even a part of me that's so excited just to be able to get back to, quote unquote, a normal life. My understanding is that Garth Brooks is still on to open uh, what is Allegiant Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Whatever that is. I I mean, granted, it's probably sold out, but I'm sure there's easy ways to get some tickets if if I searched around for it. I might even come back for that or come out for that just to uh, to experience again, because I think we're also desperate for you know, in-person concerts again, but yeah. And then finally under our news, we've got a park expansion. Paperwork has been filed to build a two story steakhouse on the strip for $4.5 million. It's named salt Bay or is that bet? Yeah. Salt Bay. Yep. Bay. Okay. I think so. B-A-E. But we should spell. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and it comes to you from Chef, and I don't know what I was thinking when I did this, but I figured you might know that person. I have Karen? no fucking clue who this guy no, is, and right. I'll I'll elaborate that more when you're finished. Yeah. So it's brought to you by a chef of a certain name. Nurse Set Goki. Sure. Anyway, the steakhouse will be located next to Sake Rook uh, in the park at New York, New York, near the T-Mobile Arena. Isn't it Sake Rock? Is it? I'm pretty sure. Oh, clever. Yeah. Oh, I get that it is now. funnier. <laughs> That's clever. Yeah. He said, you know, Sake Rook. I'm like, wait, what? 
I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure it's right. I always mispronounce things. <laughs> don't don't tune into this show for that. No, <laughs> tune into part, it for them making fun of me. They part, part, of the, yeah. part of the reason why they do turn in is to, tune in is to hear how you're going to say stuff. Right, exactly. <laughs> the two-story steakhouse plans to have outdoor seating included, and an opening date was not revealed except to say potentially in 2021. I, I have no fucking clue who this guy is. Sorry. Um, why? Because I, I thought you would have. No, it, what actually what's been annoying me is this article about him opening the steakhouse. Apparently, he's got a couple, I think one in New York and one in Miami with the same name. I don't yeah, know. he's got he's got there's like seven of them around the world. Yeah. But but this this article announcing that he's coming to Vegas keeps popping up in my feed from Eater Vegas on Twitter. Like I can't get rid of it. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know who this guy is. I don't care. Like, well, stop it. I don't know. It's like people are making stop a huge it. deal out of it, and I don't understand why. And maybe somebody will have eaten at one of his restaurants and tell me it's fantastic. But uh, even just reading the article about him, he looks like such a goofball douchebag. <laughs> yeah, he does. Right? Yeah, he does. Yeah. I'm just goof. like, yeah, no, I'm not really. I'm into more of the people that are, you know, chefs because they're serious about food. He's not got because... a shtick thing with yes, salt or does. something where well, he throws salt. Salt Bay is the name oh, of the restaurant. So. Uh, so I didn't click on it. Just I did a Google search of this guy's name, and the first sentence that comes up on Wikipedia says it's pronounced Nusret Jokte. I hope <laughs> nicknamed Salt Bay B A E is a Turkish butcher, chef, and restaurateur, and he owns a chain of luxury steakhouses. Uh, his technique for preparing and seasoning meat became an internet meme. There you go, kids. You Run go. on out and go eat at uh, Salt Bay. And <laughs> Thanks for researching that, you. Tony, because I never yeah. would have. So <laughs> Right? Um, it's the value he yeah. brings. <laughs> right? I, sense, I, I love it. I love it. I'll be like, oh, I'll just do a quick Google search. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it then for news. Let's move into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up. Fremont Street Experience closed last night for the New Year's Eve to all except those that were staying at properties under the canopy. Obviously, they did it this year due to concerns over crowds uh, and that it would attract folks uh, and, and, and be a super spreader. That's that's my words, not the here said and that it could spread some COVID. And I'm like, oh, you know, people with I can't, you know, I, one quick time out real quick. One thing that is really well, you're excited tonight. You're like running on full speed here. <laughs> I was. I, so I don't know why, but I, I happened to have noticed um, a response. Some woman posted to um, Vital Vegas just having a picture of people playing craps with their masks on and those and those um and, and it's been like a, a week and a half since this has gone down. But long story short, he, he took a picture and he just said, you know, boy, it, on the one hand, it's still crazy in Vegas, but it's still nice to see that people are coming in and want to gamble. And again, it showed people at a craps table wearing masks with the plastic partitions kind of separating them from from one another. Right. And some old woman like lost her mind. Like, I can't believe people would kill themselves to go to a terrible city to engage in the most worthless activities ever, you know, meaning <laughs> gambling. Like, like, has I'm she like, just started following Vital Vegas, and th now this is what's causing right? the rant? Like, how did or like, she stumble onto this? Great question. I, to the best I could tell, I don't think she followed him. I think he may have popped up on her Twitter feed based on maybe someone that she follows. Mm. Oh, okay. 
may have liked it or commented, and so it caused it to pull up on her screen. Well, that's an algorithm Just, that's not working, Twitter. Yeah, yeah right. Well, I like, I, and and I'll tell you what, I typed something up and then I deleted it. Yes. And I typed something else up and then I deleted it. Yeah. And I typed something up a third time and screenshotted it because I was going to text it to Mark to be like, okay. If I take some shit for this, are you going to support me on it? Or am I, am I just kind of over the top on it? And I thought, you know what? If I got to ask Mark if something I'm potentially about to tweet out is going to cause a shit storm, maybe I'll just leave it alone. And I did. I walked away. I walked away. But God, people are just fucking crazy. I hate Twitter so fucking much. But anyway, I digress. Uh, the plan up until New Year's Eve for the Fremont experience had been that they were going to charge folks $25 for access, but I can I guess I can understand why they put the kibosh. They kibosh literally well, they changed this. They were expecting 14,000 people, yeah. and, and the city was like, there's no way this complies with any kind of COVID guidelines right. that we've got. There's no way. And, and so they literally changed it the day before, the night before. It was that day. Well, they're... That New Year's Eve. Right, but there day. some people oh, okay. had it out there the night before. Namely Vital Vegas. Oh well. But sure. Yeah, sure. but I mean, yeah, it was it was that day and then all of them like I saw a post from um El Cortez that said, you know, sorry, change in plans. You yeah. can't go down. If you've already bought a a pass, we'll refund it to you and uh, the city will give you a free ride on the zip line uh, on Slotzilla. <laughs> for your next visit because they'll mail it to your house That's or something. Cool. So, at least that. Well, and Absolutely. so then the question was like, well, is Plaza part of this? Because technically Plaza is not under the canopy yeah. and they were the ones shooting off the fireworks. Yeah, but Plaza Yeah, doesn't. Plaza was out. Um, yeah. Downtown Grand, uh, Cal, like all of those. None of Cal them. would be, but... No, because the, the Cal is not on Fremont. Oh, that's right. But it is part of... They said that it was everybody who was a part of the Fremont Street experience and the Cal is... At least they're they're meaning they pay into it, right? Yeah, right. I don't think a lot of people realize that that with the Fremont Street experience that the casinos pay into it as a joint marketing thing, which is, and and the Plaza does not, for the record. Do they still not? As far as I know, uh, they yeah, don't. I don't don't quote me on it. They may have changed it, but from my understanding, that's the reason why they built that that stage gigantic there at stage the at the end, right? That re- completely wrecks the view when you're looking down Fremont, you know, west towards the plaza because right, you can't see it anymore. View they used to have at yeah. uh, at Oscars, right? <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's just it amazes me how I don't know. Just the fact I'm I'm glad they made the change because I do think having fourteen thousand people down there it's terrible, idea. and they weren't calling it an event. They were just saying that they, they were, were trying to get around yeah, it being an event. They were. And, but in, they were just saying it was a security was looking, fee that, that yeah, you had to pay. who's looking at it's going, clearly this is an event. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and so they can't stop, you know, the, the, the properties that are directly under the canopy. Yes, right. of course. They, you know, they're folks. You can't force them to stay in the casinos. They can go outside if they want to. But they were like, okay, any anyone that's, you know, if you're staying down on the strip and you want to come down, you can't do that. If you're a local and you want to come down, you can't do that. So, right. yeah, it was, they, they turned on a dime on this one. Yep. Beginning January 4th, the Mirage will close its entire property, the casinos, the restaurants included, Tuesdays through Thursdays until further notice. That's such a, but why is it always the Mirage? Like, I don't, I don't like that. Because it's, it's the, so far from all of their other properties. They're, they've got such a cluster on the south end that Mirage is kind of up there on their own. And they're like, especially if folks are Players Club loyal, Yeah, Mirage is the only one up there. I, I hate to say it, but I think Mirage is, is another one that's like on the chopping block for them because it's just not, 
it's not where their base and hub of properties are. Yeah, it'll just be wild to, if they end up making that whole Steve Wynn purchase and then yeah. when it comes down to it, all they own is Bellagio. Yeah. Well, and I guess they own a shit ton of land. Never mind. <laughs> I almost undersold that like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> A 33-year-old man was found shot dead in his room at Stratosphere while attending a birthday party. The death has been ruled a homicide. Well, usually if there's a gun involved. Oh, man, happy birthday. No, right. right? Well, it doesn't nice. say it was his birthday party. Well, no, that's... Well, <laughs> attending it, that, ergo, listeners, what a bummer. always bring a gift with you to a party. Don't be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's why he got shot? Because he didn't bring a gift? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I invite you to my birthday party at the Stratosphere. And you don't gift? bring me anything. <laughs> you could have walked down to the uh, world's largest gift shop and picked me up a drink. <laughs> right. 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 Give me asshole. a t-shirt or something. <laughs> yes. Effective January 10th, Wicked Spoon, the last buffet open on the Strip, will temporarily cease operations. No word yet on when they expect to return. That's a bummer. It is I a feel, bummer. I feel like we should try and take advantage of it before they shut it down then. Aren't you getting comp offers to that? Yeah, I can get two I get two free passes pretty like much we every should, week. I feel like we should give it a shot before they shut it down just because yeah. it may be okay. a while. We yeah. can do that. Yeah. Plus, I'd be really interested for you guys to do an FHE on what, you the know, the are like right a little point yeah. to begin with. Yeah, what's, what's that looking like in, yeah, in we the should days totally of COVID? Do that. Okay. Eater Vegas reports that the UK's burger and lobster chain is coming to Resorts World. Recently filed plans also mention a multi-million dollar cigar lounge. Those two talk about related. burying the lead there, Mark. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you know, the the funny thing is, is that was the headline uh, from Eater Vegas is them talking about that. But within the article, I saw I thought the same thing. I'm like, whoa, this is the real fucking news right here. See, and I just yeah. figured you just threw that in for Tony. <laughs> I'm sure he did, but then you know, again, don't don't expect me to pay close attention if I didn't have I not re. re- okay, that that joke failed. That was. <laughs> that was You're just up. you are talking so fast tonight. You're like uh, all over the place. Like, it's like speed, good, Tony. Well, and what's so funny, and I'm somewhat um, tipping my hand here as to what our FHE is about, but you know, it's been it was just so much fun the amount of time that my wife and I got to spend with you guys while while we were in town over Christmas that it's just it feels like we've picked right up from when we last hung out <laughs> right. and we ate dinner, you know. So it's just it's so much fun. Yeah. And lastly, a two-story sugar factory is planned to take over the space formerly home to Twin Peaks at Mecca Walgreens. Why? I know, right? Insult to injury. Like, uh, like we're going to replace it with something worthless. Uh, yeah. Just, just sad. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. Twin Peaks had some really fucking good food. Yeah, I agree. So I'm happy to go for the, you know, breastuses for the guys, but the, the food was delicious. Yeah, and the 29 degree beer. And the 29 beer. degree beer. Yeah. So let's, let's add another, like, two of a chain that we now have on the strip. Cause, you know. I, right. Exactly. All right, well, listen, I think that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's check the river. All right, this week we've got a 360 FHE. This is our opportunity to go out and explore the ever-changing landscape of Las Vegas and share the experience with you. This week, we, and by we, we do mean all uh, three of us, went out and explored Circo, Whiskey Liquor Up, Mob Museum, Triple George Grill, and Eureka. 
So let's talk about our firsthand experience. Absolutely. And I think you should lead us here because you, uh, it was your, your trip to your to vacay town that, yeah. that, uh, kicked us. What off. do you want to talk about, Tony? Well, I'll tell you what, let's talk about, let's talk about Circa first, um, because I think that's going to take up a, a good bulk of the conversation here in the FHE. Okay. I have uh, 12 bullet points and oh, nice. eight of them are positive, four of them are negative. So, Ooh. so, so the listeners know this is not me going on either a, a, a you know, a swing from Derek Stevens nuts uh, review, nor is it me trying to, you know, talk down or, or disparage Bash the it. new property. I'm going to do a, a two to one ratio, two positives for one negative. So the first positive thing that I want to say about the casino itself is I loved how bright and airy and open it was uh, in my notes here as I was kind of just taking some some observational thoughts about Circa. One of the things that I wrote down is I thought it, it had very much a Mandalay Bay vibe to it. Everything just mm, felt really? very open, very spacious, very uh, well lit. I just it felt like this casino stoop. more than more than any other casino. I mean, I, I, particularly Golden Nugget. I, I will give Golden Nugget it's, it, the credit it deserves. This could absolutely be a casino that that could and would fit beautifully on the strip. And oh, yeah. I can only oh, imagine yeah. what the table limits would be like if I mean, they're high enough as it is. <laughs> um, but but on the strip, I, I think that I'm hoping that the, the, the table limits right now are artificially high because with less players, you got to make a little bit more to try to cover your costs. I get that. I'm hoping that Circa in time will drop down. That is TBD, but I, I I loved the casino itself. I thought I, I loved how open and breezy it was. Do you want me to move on, or do you guys want to chime in on any thoughts on the the Brighton Airy aspect? We, we don't. We'll chime in okay. if uh, right. if right. needs be. We'll interrupt you. If we, if we sounds, which, which, sounds good. That was an astute observation about uh, the being similar to Mandalay Bay's vibe, um, because as you described it, I hadn't ever made the connection. But as you described it, I was like. Oh shit, that's right. Mandalay Bay is kind of open. See, and I I agree with the open and airy. I don't know that I would compare it to Mandalay Bay, but I, I definitely agree with mean, the open and airy. No, 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 not comparing the casinos, comparing the the vibe. I I don't think it has the same vibe. Okay, all right. If you want to, I will say the exact same words. I don't think that's it has what I the need. same vibe. That's, that's what I need. Okay. Uh, likewise, it is clear that the staff that works at Circa love their jobs. That's good now. To hear. Maybe it's because they're they're the bright new shiny toy. Um, you know, maybe it's because they're the new cool kid uh, at the school, right? But it, I, I can't get over how much fun we had bullshitting with the bartenders or the cocktail waitresses or the security staff. Uh, you know, I don't know if we told you this story or not, but there was this one funny instance where almost like a like a sitcom it couldn't have been timed out more perfectly there was this one particular security guard every time he walked past my wife and i i'm trying to get my my olive out of the bottom of my bloody mary glass and that's the <laughs> only time i ever saw this guy so i don't know what sort of weird fetish he thought i had but every time he came around the corner, there's Tony digging around, trying not to use his fingers to, to touch, you know, the, the olive itself. He's trying to use his because they don't come on. They don't come on little um, skewers, like spires. Yeah, little skewers. Yeah. So it's just at the bottom of my glass and I'm trying to dig it out. And it's just and he was just so fun. He was like, uh, sir, I we could I could walk you up to the bar and just get you a whole cup of those if you want. I like he was just so <laughs> fun. It's, just, it's, it's, it's very clear that the staff enjoy what they do. I bought a Circa mug at their, you know, one of their little, um, uh, like sundries stores. And the young lady was 
so talkative. I mean, she was just like, yeah, listen, I'm going to wrap this up. It's not going to look pretty, but I promise you the upside is I guarantee it's not going to break if you put it in your uh, in your in your luggage. Listen, I can't wrap anything. My mother's always told me that I am definitely my mother's. (laughs) I mean, she was just so chatty, Kathy, but she was so happy working there. It was just that was that was super cool. And it becomes very infectious as 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 a customer. Right. Right. That's awesome. Um, if I did have uh, one negative thing to say about uh, Circuit itself, it's that uh, there, ha- and, and this this has got to change. I have to believe that this will change. Your Uber and Lyft drop off and pickup is at Garage Mahal, not at the valet, which is a imme- Port Cashore, which is immediately right. oh. next to the check-in desk. Yeah, you've got to go across the street to get to it. Yeah. And that's exactly it for folks who haven't had the opportunity yet to to truly to stay because you know if you if you if you get dropped off and you're just checking it out to walk around you're not going to really notice or care but if you've got luggage you get dropped off at Garage right. Mahal you have to go up an escalator with your yep. luggage yep. you then walk across Main Street yep. to get to the casino itself you then have to walk through the casino and take an escalator down yep. which then drops you off to Ve- uh, the Vegas Vicky Bar and in the front desk so as a person who's checking in, why wouldn't you have Uber and Lyft drop them off at the valet stand or at the Port Cashore? It's one and the same. Um, and then let the let the person with luggage walk right through the doors and there's the front desk. So I, I hope that that will change in time. And it could because you've got to remember the casino has been open for two months and the Port Cashore was still under construction. That that yep. wasn't open at all because they didn't have anybody arriving there for check-in. So... Mm-hmm. Um, that could change. Maybe they just didn't want to mess with it opening weekend because they didn't, you know, know how crazy it was going to be. But, you know, I, I completely agree with you. If you've got luggage and stuff that you got to go up the escalators, across the bridge, back down the escalators, like that's that's kind of a pain in the neck. It is. So another thing that I loved, and this was something that the four of us chatted about quite a bit throughout the trip is, for me, Stadium Swim is the combination of two things that I am not looking to do in Las Vegas uh, <laughs> sports and being at a pool, right. but they have built stadium swim in such a manner that even I thought to myself, I could foresee a scenario where I would want to spend at least a little bit of time here at some point in time, hanging out in the pools. The pools looked just beautiful. I mean, they were, I, I, I heard um, Derek Stevens on, on some podcast and I don't remember which one, but he, he had made the comment about the way they, I think the way they had painted the pools didn't give it the crystal clear sparkling uh, reflections that it wanted when the sun would hit, would hit the water. And, and, and I might be over slightly over dramatizing this, but I think he said that he made them drain the pools and repaint it. I might be making that up regardless. <laughs> Holy shit. Are those pools spectacular i love how small they are so you're clearly going to have you know like you'll 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 get a chair or maybe you'll get a cabana and you're like okay this will be the pool i will be hanging out in it, the chairs were the, 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 they had chaise lounges they had chairs the cabanas looked super cool they had some even bigger spots and bigger areas where you can have a lot more folk hanging out doing things um and then just having the tvs on my thought was as, as long as it's not 110 degrees in las vegas I could foresee a, a world where maybe I spend most of my time at the cabana and then once in a while kind of play around in the water, but then go back and hang out in the cabana while watching whatever sports ball game is on. Not really giving a shit about it, but if I'm going to be out there <laughs> at the pool and the game's going to be on anyway, I'll probably put 50 bucks on a game just so I have a vested interest in right. 
watching the game and how it comes out. So uh, Stadium Swim uh, was something that when my wife and I said, well, let's just go check it out just to say that we've seen it. We both walked away going, damn, two things, uh, uh, two types of people we are not. And even we thought that's kind of calling our name. So, yeah, so I'm really impressed. I'm, I'm really impressed. Cool. Also, something I was very impressed with was the Legacy Club. That is up on the 60th floor. Uh, it is a kind of higher-end bar, but it's and although it's very swank, I would not call it. Uh, what 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 do they have back in uh, 2005, 2010? That was supposed to be those. Um, kind of swanky bars. What were they calling them at the time? Ultra lounges. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. That may or may not have been what an ultra lounge looked like. I never really had much interest to check it out when those were a thing. It was just, a, it was really nice to ha- to be 60 floors up and being able to have just a beautiful uh, 360 degree, uh, three, 360 degree look at, at, at Vegas, because depending on where they seat you, you're either overlooking the strip or you're overlooking downtown and it was it was super cool the prices are only a few dollars more than what you're going to pay at the vegas vicky bar okay so for an extra two or three now of course i got to be very clear that that's a relative term right because vegas, vegas vicky, vicky bar, bar is not cheap yeah i mean correct that's yeah. correct it's you're going to pay probably 14 ish dollars a drink at vegas vicky you're going to pay probably 18 to 20 at um uh, you know, at the at the Legacy Club. So this is not a place Which is, that you're likely going to want to hang out. All I mean, that's night that's doing. comparable to like right. Chandelier. Don't keep an open okay. tab. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't keep an open tab. That adds up really quickly. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, I can imagine. So uh, I was very impressed with with Legacy Club. Uh, I, I I don't want to spoil. I, I am not going to spoil. There's a reason why they named it Legacy Club. Yeah. Um. And it is it is it's cool to get to check out when you come off the elevators. They they've got some really neat things for you to be able to check out as you're walking down this hallway to get to where ultimately then opens up into this massive uh, open air um, uh, lounge. One of the things that we, that my wife and I didn't do because it, it will cost you money to do it. But I think as a group, even if with a group of just four, I think it would be affordable to do. You can rent. It's a word I'm looking for. The fire, fire pit, little fire pit areas. Mm-hmm. Oh, like and outdoors. That, yep. Uh huh. Yep. Ooh. Yes, I would. That better not be, it better uh, not be windy. That's the only thing I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that Yeah, I've seen that episode of Las Vegas. I know how that ends for uh, <laughs> oh, what's her name? Monica. <laughs> oh, I really hope folks are tuning in to watch that because I'd love to be able to talk with someone about Isn't that How did that happen? I think serious? we can talk about it. We were all just keeping it be, as part of a fun little game for us. I mean, the thing's been out for over a decade. If That's true. If you've missed it, Tough shit. Well, man. but it hasn't been available. Like people have been looking for it to try to watch it, and it's been hard to find. Unless, like you know, Tony and his right, amazing right. forethought has the DVD. So that was part of the reason why I didn't want to spoil it. Right. But yeah, but yeah, but Monica. Yes, yes, yes. They, they, little fire pits um, up there that you can rent. I think. I think. They were 150 bucks, or maybe they're 300, but it's for four to six people. So I, in my head, I was thinking, well, that'd be, you know, maybe like 150 dollars a couple. I, I don't really remember, but I, I would, I would make the overall comment of if it's going to be a few people that are going out there that wanted to, to do that, that would be, I think, a, a really fun way to spend a few hours. But again, be careful. You're going to want to get your fire pit time money well spent but right. do remember that you're also paying about 20 bucks a drink every time you do it so and that's right. and that's on top of it so you're paying for for that that fire pit oh it's not like a drink. cabana where you get you pay like no. the money and then you get credit 
I don't believe so. No, not oh, for the wow. fire pit. Not for the fire Yikes. pit, if I remember. All right, so those are those are two really great things. Uh, I do have a major complaint uh, about the video poker bars, and that is uh, all of the video poker pays one credit for a two pair. Even if you're playing, if you're looking for something basic like jacks are better or bonus poker, two pair only pays one credit for that two pair. So it, it's effectively, you're, you're playing the same sort of game with a variance like double, double bonus or double, triple bonus, which is, which are games that my wife and I have a tendency to shy away from because we would rather, we'd rather have a long, slow slog with, you know, fun little hits of quads here and there to help kind of reboost our, our, our monies or, or, or full houses to, to reboost our, our bank rolls, um, than to really swing for the fences, which is what I think you do when you're playing double, double bonus or double, triple bonus. You, right. Unless yeah. you can hit that, um, you know, those quads on a semi-frequent basis and good quads too, you know, the twos, threes and fours or your, right, your right. aces, particularly with a kicker, uh, you lose a ton of money. My wife said that she counted when we were sitting at mega bar, she said her first like 13 hands out of her first 13 hands, eight of them were two pair for which she only got one credit her money. Credit. Back. Yeah. So it's going to suck your money real, real quick. But clearly I get, uh, you know, if I'm going to be cynical, I'm going to say Derek is paying for his televisions on the back of the <laughs> video. <poker player. laughs> if I, if I want to be a little less cynical, I would simply say he gets that the people that want to sit and, 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 check out these uh these giant television screens uh they don't give a shit they don't care they don't care they're, they're gonna be ploppies they're gonna put their money in uh they're gonna play their video poker and they're not going to either know or care that they're only getting one credit back it's it, I, I think it's a little shitty but i i liken it to uh six five blackjack you're gonna get the ploppies that either don't know or don't care Right. So that that was one frustration I had. We didn't, and because of that, we actually didn't play a whole heck of a lot of video poker at Circa itself. We we would pop over to uh, Golden Gate or uh, particularly the D, where we sat at the View Bar for for quite a while right. uh, playing video poker. Yeah. So, uh, word of the wise. Let's talk about the hotel now, okay? Uh, yes. Because one of the things that that truly drew us out there was the fact that we wanted to be able to say we were the very first people to ever stay in the Circa Hotel, and I'll be damned if Derek Stevens and his gang didn't have a "you guys are the first players or people to ever stay in our hotel" gift bag available yeah. for us when we got <laughs> checked in. Uh, there were, there was, a you know, a, a, a half bottle of champagne with a couple of etched engraved, uh, champagne flutes that we were, uh, took home with us. There were other little fun things like there were Circa dice, uh, in the bag, but the, the, the big, the big gift here, and I'm holding it in my hand is a little mini gold bar. Now, the thing about this mini gold bar is, and, 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 uh, Scott on Vital Vegas has, has tweeted about this at the legacy club. And I don't know how many bars there are. And in in, let's just say, for argument's sake, it's 100 bars. It could be more, could be less. I don't give a shit. But the point is, is Derek's got 100 gold bars in a bulletproof, you know, locked up uh, display. glass display. Yeah. And mm -hmm. on the top of it, he's got a digital sign that shows the value of 
those hundred bars of gold <laughs> right. in it, and it literally fluctuates nice. while you're sitting there. I mean, we were we were up Based there on around, what the market's doing, yeah, exactly, yes, exactly. So around five, you know, around five thirty p.m., we watched him gain and lose like thirty thousand dollars in an hour <laughs> and a half that we were sitting there, right? Because it's, it's it, as you point out, Karen, it is it, it is it's fluctuating based on the market. So in in the gift bag for all of the rooms uh, that they had is a little miniature uh, gold bar that is, uh, hang on, let me get the, my old man eyes can't see anymore. It is 18 carat, yeah, 18 carat gold plated. Uh, It says uh, commemorating the first guests of the new era of Vegas on the backside and on the front side, it's engraved circa uh, hotel grand opening December 28th, 2020. Nice. He's selling these same gold, these still little mini gold bars, 18 plated uh, gold bars uh, in the gift shop for $125 a piece. Wow. Yeah. Right. So not only did he give us our first two nights, I mean, I I say not, I don't mean us as in me personally, but I mean, to anybody that already had reservations, uh, he got two free nights. Yeah, exactly. We got two free nights. Plus he gave us $125, you know, souvenir gold bar, uh, it was just, it was, it was a nice touch. It was a really nice touch. And, and, and that's, you know, just the beginning. The rooms are, are great. Look, they're not, they're not over the top. They're not, um, you know, they're, they're, they're very nice rooms. They're very nice rooms. I would make an argument that, um, they're probably the nicest downtown, uh, we've stayed in a couple of nice rooms at the golden nugget before. So I, I know exactly who he's, targeting. I know exactly who he's catering to. Um, what I would say to the listeners though, is, is that, and I don't mean this in a negative, this is just putting it in perspective. I've stayed at in D rooms, uh, before D hotel casino rooms before. Um, I don't know if I think that the circa room is, and what's the word I'm looking for based on the price differential between the D and circa, I don't know that I necessarily think that I'm getting that much more or I'm certainly getting a cleaner room. That's for damn sure. Well, it's brand new. Nobody'd (laughs) been in it before. That's right. That's right. Um, But I'm just saying, I think dollar for dollar, I would probably um, rather just pay to stay at the D than Circa. Now that's easy for me to say now, let me wait and see what my offers are. If I'm getting comped at Circa, I guess, I guess I may be uh, a a beautiful (laughs) hypocrite by staying at Circa and then just gambling at at Golden Gate and in the D. Although I I have to add like one funny story that we were kind of talking about um, because when you guys first got there to check in, they, they said that, you know, your room's not quite ready yet. And I remember thinking, how is the room not ready? There wasn't somebody in there before that they had to like turn it or whatever. I'm like, how, how is this not ready? Painting? What's going yeah, on? Yeah. What's happening here? That, so that kind of threw me a little bit, but uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I felt the need to share that one because I thought it was ironic. <laughs> well, enough. I'll tell you what, that leads me in nicely then to uh, one of my negatives. Uh, check-in was uh, the clusterfuck that I had feared it was likely going to be. Um, now I got, I, I will say that with the ex- standpoint of, I got very lucky when I checked in relatively speaking, it was, a, it was pretty empty. There were times when my wife and I were sitting at uh, Vegas Vicky bar having drinks and we looked over at the check-in and it was just a sea of people waiting to get checked in. But so we get there 
and we're already a little, a little, a little frustrated about having to go up the escalator across uh, Main Street, go through the casino, go down the escalator to get to the front desk. Uh, when we then look to our left and we're like, oh, hey, look, there's the pork cashier where, where other people are getting dropped off. But it was what it was, right? So we're standing in line. There's about four people in front of us and there are uh, two folks working. And it seemed like the folks that were getting checked in, there was something going on now. And I say that from the standpoint of when, when my wife and I finally got up to the front desk, it, it took, you know, maybe less than two minutes for him to do what he needed to do with us for our reservation. So I don't know if there were other problems with the the guests themselves. I don't know if there was, if, if these poor kids, the one young man that checked us in, and I, I, I know I told you this story already, but I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. This young man, if he were a day over 18, sure didn't look at, and his <laughs> hands were shaking so hard. Aww. I felt terrible for the kid. He was so nervous because I'm sure that they practiced train, you know, during training, here's how you're going to check them in. Here are the words you want to say. Here's what you want to ask for and what you're going to tell the the customer. But then of course, when they're literally standing across the front desk from you, it's it's an entirely different nerve wracking experience. And the fact that the owner of the hotel is standing nearby as well, watching all of this happening and greeting customers when they're coming in. I'm sure that added a little bit of pressure to it, to the poor kid. No doubt. No doubt. So the kid was, the kid was so, so cute. He kept saying, so, so you've got, so you're here until the 30th. You've got two rooms that you're, that you're going to, that you're going to pay for. Um, and so what we'll do is we'll, we'll get you checked in. Now it looks like you've already paid for these two rooms. And I finally had to stop him. And I said, listen, I I just want to ask you, you've twice now said I have two rooms. Did you mean I actually have two nights that I have to pay for? He goes, oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, you're right. That's that's what I have to do. So then he takes out this little post-it note and on like on, on paper, and I don't know why he was doing this other than I have to assume it was a, a coping mechanism for his nervousness. He starts writing all these numbers down on a post-it note. Like he said, like he wrote down, so here's what your card has been charged already. And then he writes down and, and we're going to charge you, uh, we're going to do a $250 hold. That's going to cover the the um, oh incidentals gosh. and resort fees. And like, and he's writing all these numbers down. I thought he was going to give it to me. No, Pete just pulls the t- uh, the little post and it off, wads it up and throws it away. He's like, okay, so we're all good there. He was just the nicest kid. He was so sweet. But he said, your room's not ready yet. So I've got your, your phone number here. Um, he said, what we'll do is we'll either give you a call or we'll give you a text when your room is ready. The, the housekeeping is doing, you know, some final last touches on the room. And I said, all right, listen, I get it. Um, when, I, when you do let me know that my room's ready, am I going to have to wait back in line again? Because I, I guess I should put in, I should clarify, it took about 20 to 25 minutes for the front desk to get through the four people that were in front of us. So wow. in my head, I just had this, like, I'm like, all right, so it's taking them on average about five to six minutes per person. And all I'm going to do is need my room keys, right? So I asked the young man, I said, do you think I can just come right up to get my keys then? Or will I, will I have to wait in line again? He goes, gosh, I really don't know, but you'll probably have to wait in line again. And I thought, all right, no big deal. Right? So my wife and I, we go off, we get lunch. We just get seated. I mean, if I would have known it was going to be that quick, I would have just waited honk. Yeah. But we barely get seated at therapy uh, down at Fremont East. And sure enough, I get a phone call. Very sweet young lady calls me and says, Mr. Snyder, I want you to know that your room is available. You can come get your keys at any point in time. And I said, Super. That sounds great. I've already worked with whatever the young man's name was. Um, can I just come right to him? Or was, I mean, is there going to be somebody there that I'll approach to collect my keys from, or am I going to wait in line? And she's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. You're going to have to wait in line. But listen, I'm looking at the line right now and there's only one person in line. 
So she does. <laughs> of course, she doesn't know where I am. Right? right. She thought I was sitting at Vegas. Vicky's bar would be one thing. So I sure enough, I get back in line. I had to wait in line. They go through the same thing with me. You're here for four nights. Two of them have been paid. Oh, I don't geez. know why they why we went through it the first time. So, like I said, check in. I expected to be a, a bit of a cluster just because it was brand new. It, right. it was. I have no doubt that as these kids, and they really are kids. I mean, I, I, I hate to be that old man that says the, the older <laughs> I get, the younger everybody looks. Right. But they all looked like they were probably hospitality students at UNLV. Oh, wow. Um, but I got to say, talk about nice touches and and I and that's a, a slightly pun intended because I get that right now we've got covid going on but I think that this is probably something that's going to wind up being a permanent fixture with the Circa Hotel and that is to say they have a like a little valet person standing right at the bank of elevators with a with a screen so you uh, like a, a touchpad and you walk up to the valet and he'll say what floor? And you tell him what floor you're on. He touches 18 into his um, into his tablet and it pops up and it says exactly what elevator you're supposed to go walk to. And then you're the only person on that elevator. So you don't stop at any other floors. Oh, nice. You literally go directly to your floor. And what's super cool, and then this is not new to mega resorts, but it's a very nice touch. They've got uh, approximately 12 elevators they're broken into two banks of six. The first six ele- elevators deal with floors one through, let's just say 30. And then the second bank of elevators are, are like, say, 30 to 60 or something along those lines. Right. So it was just super cool. You never had to wait for an elevator. You never had to be in That's close awesome. proximity to somebody else. Nice touch. It's a really nice touch. Cool. Sweet. And the very last one uh, that I have to say is that, and and my wife and even we literally we, we we came out of the cal at one point in time, and it had to have been midnight ish. Now, for folks that are familiar with the cal, walking back from the cal to Fremont Street itself around midnight knows how damned scary that walk was <laughs> from the Cal to say the Plaza yeah. or, or Golden Gate or wh- where, what, wherever you were going, right? Because it was dark. I mean, it is a, it's a whole city block and Las Vegas club had been closed and right. it was just, it, it was, and there were people kind of milling about, right? And by and large, they, they, they leave you alone, but at, at midnight, it's just a scarier place to walk when it's dark. And it was so bright and so lit up and so full of That's tourists cool. walking back and forth in, in that particular area. It was, uh, again, pun slightly intended, night and day difference. <laughs> what it was like walking from the Cal back to Circa um, it, or, or Fremont Street in general at midnight. Just it is. I have to imagine that it is going to only be a matter of time until Main Street Station reopens because the people that are getting funneled out of the back of um, of Circa mm-hmm. because there's there's another Port Cashore area on Ogden Street. Ogden for for the listeners at home. Ogden Street is the road that that uh, separates the Cal from from Circa. From Circa, yeah. Um, it's, it's just, it's a beautiful funneling source of people out of circuit into the Cal. And, and we had, we quite frankly made quite a few trips at night uh, across Ogden street to, uh, circa or excuse me, into the Cal because we felt so unbelievably safe. There were people, tourists everywhere. 
I have to imagine that that um, Boyd Gaming is doing a little bit of a jig thanks to Derek <laughs> Stevens opening up Circa. That's awesome. So, so there you go. I, I'm, I'm sorry for how long it took for me to get through all of those, but I, I wanted to be very honest. There's lots of good, but there is still, a, you know, there are still some drawbacks in yeah. my opinion of, of Circa, just generally speaking. All right. That's fantastic. Um, something else that was fantastic, Karen, was you guys took us to a place that we'd never been before, and that was Whiskey Liquor Up. Yes. And I get why uh, people are constantly uh, tweeting out about you know their experiences there being there either playing video poker at the bar itself or just eating the food Mm -hmm. um we were we were all looking for a little bit of nosh we'd all had you know some drinks my wife and i perhaps a little bit more than you guys but we all needed (laughs) we started he started earlier and you're on vacation so that was to be expected true that's true and you actually for the record you had dinner plans that you then canceled because we showed up so i was definitely obligated to make sure you were fed and you did not disappoint listeners it is absolutely true what karen has talked about and what um scott has talked about the chicken fingers at whiskey liquor up are probably the best chicken fingers you're going to (laughs) find downtown on fremont street so i have to tag in here and i don't know if i'm stealing from other places but um i learned that your wife is actually a chicken finger connoisseur Right? She, she, she loves them. She loves them. And, and so she'll always kind of rate them based on, you know, how, how fried they are, how bready they are, mm-hmm. how much meat is actually in the tender itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so we actually had a conversation because on this trip, and it's kind of funny, it's how many places she had chicken tenders, but she, um, you guys tried them at Victory Burger at Circa. Correct. Uh, you had them at Whiskey Liquor Up. We did. And then she also ordered them at Eureka when we went yes. there. Yes. And then throwing into the mix blue ribbon chicken, which she's had so, before, right? That's correct. Yeah. Uh, and one of the best lines that my wife has repeated numerous times, not just during the trip, but since we've been home, was Mark's response when she said, well, you know, how do they compare to like, meaning whiskey liquor up? He go, she said to, to Mark, well, how do, they, uh, how do they compare to say like blue ribbon chicken? Mark, do you remember what your response to her was? Blue ribbon chicken's a whole other... <laughs> she she loved how dead you're like no dude this is this entirely different yeah. <laughs> you can't even can't even count that it's not yes but, but but I would love to share the the ranking um, of those at least maybe again blue ribbon might be in its own category but the ranking yes. of the other three as far yep. as what she thought of between um, Victory Burger Whiskey Liquor Up and Eureka all of which uh, are are delicious. Yes, for the record, for sure, for yes. sure. They're they're not they're, no, none of them are bad. But if we had to recommend, if you only had one place to go to get um, uh, chicken tenders, definitely go to Whiskey Liquor Up. Uh, between the view, uh, between how good they are, it, 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 that is that was that was her number one favorite. A close second though was she really enjoyed the tenders at Eureka. Mm-hmm. She loved them a lot, uh, and then she thought that they were good, just not whiskey liquor up good at um uh at victory burger right so and since you're literally across like right next door from you know whether you're circa for victory burger or at whiskey liquor up um at at binions her her response was always and all day now where is to go to whiskey liquor up she said where victory burger is going to have an edge over whiskey liquor up are its hours you'll be able to get the tenders right. at, at oh. Whiskey Burger much more... Victory Burger. Easily. Not Whiskey Burger. Sorry, Victory Burger, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, they're all starting to run together now. 
so yeah, so there, so that was that was what my wife wanted to make sure that we talked about from her portion of the booty nice. segment. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> All right, we have anything else on uh, whiskey liquor up? Not that, not that I got. Nope. All right, well, you and I and your wife ended up enjoying the Mob Museum the following day. And what did you think of the of the new stuff that they had there? It, it I was. I was blown away. I, I only wish that there would have been more, particularly oh, as it related to the uh, casino exhibit. Agreed. But the things that they had their listeners, I, 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 listen, if you've never been, you're missing out to begin with. But it is absolutely worth going back again just to get to see if you're as big of a, of a fan of the movie Casino as Mark and I and my wife are. You're going to love it. They've got um, like the call sheet in, from one particular day of filming of what scenes they were going to film. It talks about who was in that scene, what the scene was about, what the interior and exterior shots were going to be, what props they needed, what costumes were going to be worn. I mean, it was just the neatest thing. But they had um, the, the level of detail. This was something that Mark and I talked about uh was they had chips made up with the tangiers on it. They had uh, uh, ashtrays and matchbooks and um, oh, tell oh, them the newspaper. Sky on the Rock. Uh, sky on the Rocks, oh. they had um, the little swizzle sticks that said <laughs> tangiers on it. It just, it was, I never realized, I guess I'd never truly appreciated just how far into detail they went to make those little things. And so now, of course, my wife and I can't wait to rewatch the movie again to look for the chips and the swizzle sticks and the, and the right. ashtrays making little cameo appearances <laughs> in the movie. Right. Tell them about the newspaper. All right. So Mark and I stood there and we, the, okay, let me take a step back. There are two newspapers that they have in this display case that is supposed that, that you see shortly after uh, Eighth Rostin gets denied his gaming license in the movie in front of the, the, the gaming control board. And Mark and I stood there and we read word for word <laughs> the, the front cover. It was and it's, it's folded in half, so it's only the, you know, it's, it's the above the fold, so to speak, uh, newspaper of both of them. But we stood there and we read every word on it. Trying to Waiting see if they just see. went into like a blah, 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 right. blah, 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 or, or nonsensical. About it. And they yeah. did. They wrote like it was a news story. It was awesome. It was out. I mean, and they had they had captions underneath the pictures. They they right. like in, like like the the traditional credit of who took that photo. I mean, the level of detail in this newspaper was amazing. And I thought, and I said to Mark, I'm like, listen, I I knew there. I felt like there needed to have been at least one uh, Easter egg. There surely they did Easter eggs back in 1995 when this movie uh, came out. And sure as shit, they did. And they're talking about um, Ace being denied as his gaming control. Uh, they then rolled in and then it said in other news, you know, such and such casino was uh, received a, a license and such and such bar had a violation. And the last bullet point said, and a new casino game called pollution has been approved. And the game is entitled pollution, pollution, pollution. <laughs> so funny. It was it was so so cool to get to see uh, all of it. They had some uh, little thank you notes that were written to Oscar. Uh, both Martin Scorsese as well as Sharon Stone wrote thank you notes to uh, Oscar and his wife uh, Carolyn because apparently at least once uh, 
Oscar and uh, and Carolyn had the uh, some some of the cast and crew over to their home for a wow. you know for a homemade meal during the the shooting. So it was just it was absolutely worth going back to see again. And as my wife and I tried to figure out like roughly our fifth or sixth time now to go through it. And I joked with with uh, Mark. I said I really felt like cousin Catherine. Yes when they finished up at the Hoover Dam tour where she goes, this tour just gets better every week. <laughs> and I feel like that's how I am at the Mob Museum now. But one of the things that I did take a note on here for the Mob Museum is, for I don't know why I never truly caught it before, but there is a lot of love given to the Detroit mob connection within the, the entire, like, realm of the mob being in the U.S. and particularly what factors Michigan, generally speaking, but Detroit very specifically uh, played in being a part of the mob being in Vegas. And that was that was really neat. That was kind of fun. to. So sorry for the Twitter followers out there who kept seeing all of these <laughs> Michigan come out of here's what Detroit did here. Here's what did Detroit did there it was that was that was new to me or at least felt like something new I found. Awesome. (laughs) All right. So then following that, we ended up going over to Triple George Grill. Uh, Go ahead, Karen. I've I've dominated this conversation. (laughs) So we've been there before, um, but we ate at the bar and they have a fantastic, or at least they used to have a fantastic happy hour deal with bar snacks that you could only get when you sit at the bar. So this time we did sit in a booth, which I just love their booths. They're like the tall wooden backs. It feels like you're in a little mini room, which is just cool. Um, but the, uh, yeah, I got the pot roast, which I hadn't had before. It was phenomenal. I, I mean, no, no fat on this at all, literally falling apart. I was just flaking it off with my fork. And of course it's, you know, mashed potatoes and roasted veggies and gravy, but yeah, it was, it was awesome. I ended up getting the Cajun pasta, chicken pasta or something. Spicy linguine. Spicy linguine. There you go. That was, (laughs) that was quite good. I was, I was impressed with like, it was good enough that there's a, fair chance that there were some onions in that thing, which is typically something that would completely ruin a meal for me. And for me, when, when I had that, that experience, like, uh Oh, did I just bite into an onion in my head? I was like, just swallow, just swallow and shut up. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, it was like, my body was like, you're eating this. (laughs) (laughs) And it had like uh, shrimp and scallops in it too. Yeah. 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 And then Tony, what did you have? My wife, my wife had the same thing that that Mark had. She, she let me have a couple of bites of it. That sauce on there was just the perfect amount of spice. If if you like spice, it's just the right amount of spice. If you're not much of a spicy eater, it's still just got enough in there to give you a little bit of flavor, but I don't think you'll, I don't think a a spice, a non-spicy eater would hate it. I think they might actually enjoy it. It almost had a really, cause I tried a bite of Mark's. It had a very smoky flavor to it that I think. Mm. Um, complimented the spice. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't very spicy because I'm not a huge spice person. I mean, I can eat it depending on what it is, but no, it, it was, and the noodles were cooked perfectly. They were, they weren't mushy. They were still, you know, I, don't, dente, I hate to say al dente because that sounds weird, but no, they, they were delicious. So yeah, it was good. Sure. And then Tony, you uh, and had. I got I got the chicken parm uh, because I'm just so tired of of hearing Scott on Vital Vegas's podcast talk about how damn good it is. I thought I've got to go check this this thing out. Like I'm just I got to hear if it's worth the hype. And I'll say I think it's worth most of the hype that he gives it. I <laughs> it had a, a very nice red marinara sauce on it. Again, it. I'll say it was it had a nice tanginess to it. So now I wouldn't call it spicy per se. But it had uh, really, if, if anybody's ever eaten at Rouse at um, uh, 
Caesar's Palace and gotten their meatball, which is one of their like major known for appetizers. Mm -hmm. They've got this gorgeous red sauce that goes over their uh, marinara red sauce that goes over their meatball. It was as good as what I would call Rao's sauce. So I, I think it's absolutely worth it. I'm not much of a connoisseur of chicken parm, so for me, Except, I, my, I guess my bar's pretty low for it being good. Well, no, your bar's pretty high because we, we well, had the conversation at dinner is that it was good, but it wasn't as good as your wife's. That So fair <laughs> enough. And, and I bet the <laughs> listeners at home can probably relate to this. Right. If you or your spouse make something that is just out of this world, you don't ever eat that particular meal anywhere out because it's going to be disappointing compared to how you or your spouse makes it. Um, So in that regard, it it didn't, you know, it didn't hold a candle to my, to my wife's chicken parm, but (laughs) as a going out to eat again, I'll make it, I'll make an argument about chicken parm being the same kind of problem you can have with chicken tenders. If the breading is too thick, if the, if the chicken itself is too uh, either stringy, you know, like it's like, it's got tendons in it or it's, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's, three quarters breading and right. one quarter chicken. tiny thin piece of chicken in yeah. it. Yeah. It can be very disappointing. This was very tender chicken. I really like when they do um, more of a thin crust to the, to the chicken parm itself because, and this was something we talked about at dinner and you put it pointed out in particular, Karen, <laughs> about how once you, you fry this thing as is, or at least oven bake it, mm-hmm. the, the chicken, and then you slather it with cheese and, uh, and marinara sauce. sauce and it gets completely uh, uh, like slimy and, and what's the word I'm looking for? Not slimy, but um, soggy. Soggy. Thank you. That's yeah. the word I wanted. It was. It, they just. They do it really. They did it really well there. I was. I was impressed by. It. I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. So it was. It was fun. Like I said, we haven't been there before. The menu is much pared down from when I was there pre-COVID shutdown. But that's typical. I think of what you see with a lot of restaurants. They're. I mean, just from a supply and demand, they're focusing on doing a few things very well. Right, right. And then the last place we went to, which is now currently my favorite place, Eureka. (laughs) So good reason. Talk about. Okay, so I I was a little put off when we first got there because number one, we stood at the hostess desk and nobody came over for like a few minutes and that always kind of aggravates me. But um, they came over and we we told them we had a reservation and as we're walking back to the table, um, the, the guy says, hey, just so you know, we have an automatic 16% gratuity added, added on to every check. And my initial gut reaction to that was like, really? I would normally give you at least 20. And now that you're, you know, forcing me to pay 16, I was like, okay, well, this isn't going to go well. And I really didn't know much about Eureka. And I had looked at the menu before we went there and it's basically like it was burgers and chicken is really the bulk of their menu. Um, but then we sat down and like most places have the little QR codes for the menus that you scan, right? Well, not only at Eureka can you scan to get the menu, but you log in with your phone number and you can order directly from your phone. You don't have to wait for the server. You can just, you know, customize it, whatever you want and hit submit. Well, and that was, that's what really did it for me is, is I we was like, th- I don't we have to wait coming into this, that service might be shoddy considering how long we had to wait. Well, this thing, I mean, you're ordering it. It's going directly to the kitchen or going directly to, you know, the bar. And you just continue going on with your conversation or whatever, and then somebody will deliver it to you. You're and like, then it magically appears. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just, it was awesome. We, we did learn because we thought, all right, well, if I logged in and I ordered mine and Mark's stuff, 
um, then we could do ours separately and then you and your wife, Tony, could order yours separately. But apparently it's smart enough to know that you're all sitting at the same table. So it puts it all on one check. Right. Which was kind of interesting. Um, but it, what was funny, so we're all excited about this new way to order. I don't know why more people aren't doing this. No, But awesome. our waiter, who was also the bartender, came over. And this was before, you know, we had ordered. And, well, we had ordered on the app, but he didn't know that. And he said, so you can order on the app or you can order for me. And we're like, no, this order on the app thing is so cool. We love it. He goes, yeah, I hate it. And we're like, oh sorry, why? And he's like, because I don't get to interact with people and, you know, they just order and their heads down and all we're doing is delivering. So I, I kind of felt bad for him um, until <laughs> apparently we were such a um, gregarious. We, we, we were having a good time. I, I would say we were a gregarious table, right? And we sure. we kept ordering things at such random intervals that he was running over to our table constantly. <laughs> um, and no, we had a really good time. His name was Sean. Like I said, he was our waiter and the bartender. He was fantastic. The service was fantastic. And on top of that, the food was really good. Yeah. Like that was one of the best burgers I've had in Vegas. That's fantastic. Mark literally ate... He cleaned his plate. Yeah, I never I, do that. I cannot tell you the last time Mark uh, and finished every single fry, ate the entire burger. Like there was there was one little pickled jalapeno left on the plate, and I'm like, <laughs> right. are you sure you don't want that? <laughs> and even my burger was was fantastic. And then Tony, you came up with your own creation that literally the waiter and I I I don't know if it was the manager or who, but somebody came over and he was like. Okay, now you know how to build a sandwich. I gotta try that next time. So you need to you need to explain what you did. <laughs> the the neat thing about being able to order right from the website is it then offers you drop down menus. So you first select whatever you want. And and Mark makes a good point. The or, or Karen, when I, which one of you said? You know, at the end of the day, this is really nothing more than a burger place. It's either a hamburger place or it's like a chicken sandwich right. place. Yeah. You're not going to get a whole lot more outside of that. But what they do make is just stellar, mm -hmm. which, which is how it should be. If you're going right. to if you're going to have a pared down menu, you give me the best thing that you can possibly make. So I selected the chicken sandwich. And it comes with, and then there's this little drop down menu. Like, do you want to add any, um, you know, toppings? And I'm like, well, let's just see what they've got. And they had all these gorgeous options. And I thought, well, you know what my chicken sandwich needs? I think it needs jalapenos and I think it needs some avocado. And let's put bacon on it just for good measure because, you know, bacon. <laughs> and it already and it had, came it came with coleslaw. And I think that was it. Maybe an old, and a spicy aioli or something on it. Um, but yeah, yeah I think you're right. it came out. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but no, 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 this no, no. thing was, was quite all right. Ridiculous. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was, was huge. beautiful. I mean, it was a beautiful looking sand a sandwich. I took a picture of it and had to post it to Twitter just because of how, I mean, kudos to whoever was in the back in that kitchen there. Again, talk about saying we're only going to make these things, but what we make for you is going to be picture right. perfect yeah and it tasted just as good as it looked it was Absolutely. it was wonderful but uh, i think we would be remiss if we didn't um at least mention the fun thing so just to be really really clear for the listeners you want another beer you go to your phone you touch whatever beer you want yep. and then it shows 90 up seconds later it's there you don't have to wait for the server to come back around to order another drink right. so the booze of course as you all can imagine is just flowing to our table but we had this milk and cereal problem where, <laughs> you know, like Karen would get a fresh drink. My wife had about three quarters of her drink remaining. Uh, Mark had about 50% of his drink remaining and I was out of my drink. So I would order a new drink because I saw, well, you know, Karen's got pretty much a fresh glass. So I'm going to go ahead and order up another beer. Well, then by the time we get halfway came, through. Yeah. 
then, Mark was done with his drink. Uh, uh, my wife was had about 25% left in her glass and Karen had maybe 50%. And so just we just ran into this milk and cereal problem where we could never really leave because everybody, somebody always had a fresh new drink <laughs> in front of them. And that was the green light then for the next person who finished their beverage to order something new. It was so much fun. And, yeah. and I have to I have to elaborate a little more on the milk and cereal because I didn't get it the first time that you, you mentioned it until you started explaining it where, you know, as a kid, so you, you get a bowl of cereal and you pour the milk in it. You finish all the cereal and you still have milk. And you're like, okay, well, now I need, so you pour more cereal in. Well, then the milk starts drying out, so you got to put more, more milk in. And as you're eating, it's like, oh, no, wait, now I need more cereal. It's, it's like this vicious cycle. And it was exactly like you were describing. We couldn't get on the same cycle of when everyone was done with their, with their <laughs> it's drinks. It was a good problem to have. It was a good, no, it was a great problem to have. Um, and I do have a video that I need to, to I wanted, I want to post it, but... Um, I wanted to make sure you're okay with it, Tony, because it's that, that sm- whatever that smoky drink was that you got. Um, yeah, so I was, I've been waiting for this to, to hit Twitter. <laughs> but I always want your I permission. I don't, I don't want to, I mean, it, so the, the funny no, thing it, was it comes out in like a tiny little, I don't want to call it a mason jar because it was like fatter than a mason jar, but it had a lid on it. And so we're waiting for this because it's f- filled with smoke. So the thought is you take the lid off, the smoke comes out and, you know, you get the aroma and everything. So I'm, I'm like, well, I got to I have to, you know, film this. So I get my camera out and I'm recording and God bless Tony. He couldn't get the lid off <laughs> of the container. And so he hands it to Mark and Mark's just like, Bloop. Tony gives it back to him. And Tony's like, I loosened it. I loosened it up. But it was it was absolutely hilarious. So I. You know, if, if you're okay, I would have talked about it, but it might be different actually posting it. So I'll, I'll leave that up to you. I know. Go ahead. Go ahead. It, it, it is it is humorous. It, it is funny watching me just try to, to I, and I don't know if my hands, I, of course, I'm going to come up with all sorts of excuses. Like, I don't know if my hands were, you know, like when you put uh, hand lotion on, I don't know how you guys live out in the desert. We came home looking like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. We were oh, yeah. so dried out. Lots uh, but, of water, so, hand lotion. Yeah, I, every, I mean, yeah. you just, you get used to oh. it because you have to. But I used to, when we would come out here on vacation, I would have the same problem. My fingers would actually swell, which is, sounds like a weird problem to have. But my fingers would swell and just hurt after being out here for a couple of days. And it usually took a while for that to clear up because it's just, I don't know if, I don't know what it is about the desert, but that was always a problem for me. But yeah, it was, I felt bad for you because you're trying, you wanted to get to the cocktail so bad and you couldn't get the lid off. Well, and my biggest fear was, was that somehow the, uh, the smoke would either dissipate and, or kind of work its way into the cocktail itself before we ever got the lid off to allow that beautiful sort of plumage of, of, of smoke to come out. But as soon as it opened up, I mean, the whole table just took in a big, deep breath and was like, oh my God, that smells outstanding. Yeah. It's kind of like sitting around a little campfire, but it was a boozy little campfire. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so yeah, Eureka, um, I can't recommend it enough. I mean, like I said, I wasn't initially impressed when I looked at the menu online, but the food was fantastic. The service was fantastic. It, it's just such a fun and the cocktails were good. So, you know, and they do have a happy hour. So if I recommend that if you can, can get there in time for that, but yeah, it was, it was delicious. Yeah, absolutely. I, I got, I want to close out with a couple of things. Number one, it was great to uh, catch up with Paul again. We also got to see uh, Ryan of Becky and Ryan fame. Um, but you made a really astute observation. And I want to uh, see if you, I'm sure you do remember it. And I want you to get the credit for it. 
our overall, my wife and my uh, walk uh, takeaway from staying at Circa was a very astute observation about staying somewhere, but not necessarily playing there. Do you remember what you said about some of your concerns of, of, of some casinos? Mark that you shared with us. Well, I, I don't. One one of the reasons that I'm I'm having uh, an issue with Cosmopolitan right now is that I I love the property, but I can't gamble in the casino. And there's something about staying in a casino, and and being able to just you know hop in the elevator at any moment and take yourself down to the floor and start gambling. Well, when you're staying at a place that doesn't have the limits that that you're accustomed to then the first thing you have got to do is leave the building and go and find those limits that that you get to play at and that yeah and if you're on the strip that's challenging right because it's it's farther in between all the properties yeah to get anywhere but on fremont you walk out the door and there's another casino right there there's another one my wife had a bit of a mind-blown moment when 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 mark said that because she said that perfectly encapsulates what she and I were saying, but we never, we, we couldn't really put our finger on what our kind of problem was with Circa. Uh, the, the amount of time we did, a, we did a lot of gambling in Derek Stevens own casinos, just to be clear, but we just didn't do it at Circa. We, we would go across the street to Golden Gate or we would hike on down to the D and play there. And we played a lot of time at those casinos. So we were still able to help support him because we really did want to give back to him, particularly if he's going to comp us two f- upfront nights, right. I, you know, I, 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 I'm a big believer. You dance with the person who brought you. So <laughs> we wanted to give a lot of love uh, to to the Derek Stevens owned casinos, but Circa just wasn't it for us. And and that's when when Mark said that we're like, that's exactly the problem we're having. We're mm-hmm. not enjoying the the Gambling casino at, that our yeah. hotel is in. Yeah. 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 So, but listen, I think Circa is going to be huge for a lot of people, particularly like uh, Mississippi Rob. I'm here to tell you, Rob, uh, what Derek Stevens is, is he built a sports book that happens to have a casino connected to it. <laughs> and, 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 and so for folks who love sports, it's, you have to try, you, you can find a few little nooks and crannies, but by and large, you got to go out of your way to find a spot in the casino on either floor that you can't see television screens. You got to try real hard to not be able to see the game that you want to watch. And I think for folks that love sports, Circa is going to be really the only place they'll ever want to stay and play, in my opinion. Well, and shortly after it opened, we went there on, I think it was like a Thursday night. So there was a Thursday night football game going on and you could not find a spot even to stand and lean to kind of stare at the video wall, like all of the, you know, cause it's rimmed around both floors with the video poker machines. Those were yep. full. All of the, the seats that you can, you know, buy and reserve or whatever were full. The bar that set, I sits don't think that's across from it. Full before. I think you're, you're misremembering. Well, there were a crap load of people down there, but I mean, it, it's, it was packed midweek and everybody's just around watching the screen. So yeah, I think for, for folks that, you know, love sports and love gambling. Oh, and he's got this other, well, we talked about it last time, but, um, yeah. So I mean, it's, I completely agree with you. It's, it's for folks that love sports. It's a good one. All right. Anything else on, uh, FHE guys? No, I think that, I think we, we, we done it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I think that's also going to do it for episode number 351. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. 
If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. Get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas and get 360vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else that we can slap a logo on at zazzle.com slash 360vegas. If you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360vegas Tony. Karen. I am at 360vegas Karen. He just told you where you can find me. So until next time, 